On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I kick off the week with the Sixers hosting the Chicago Bulls for their only visit at home, as Doc Rivers called it, the laundry day, as they come home for one day, hitting the road again for four. We'll talk about the hottest team in the NBA, why they are so hot, and how they've moved themselves into the second place in the Eastern Conference. We'll dive into that next, right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com, Locked On today to get started. What's good, D? What's good is the red-hot Philadelphia 76ers, Keith. That's what's good. Eight in a row and uh, six in a row on the road. Make a pit stop in Philadelphia on Monday night before they go on the road for four more as we wind down the final 12 of the campaign. Welcome, everybody. I'm Devon Givens. This is Locked On 76ers. Uh, I'm from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host partner, as always, from TheInquire.com, Sixers beat writer extraordinaire Keith Pompey. We thank you again for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. We need to talk about the red-hot basketball team surging their way up the Eastern Conference standings, and as a result, That'll just lead us into a conversation of the uh, looks like leading MVP candidate right now with 12 games to play on the campaign. Later on, we'll get into how Doc Rivers has has called these wins, especially the last two professional wins and what that means. And also give our normal keys to the game, key matchups for a game night, which is the Sixers hosting the Chicago Bulls. But Keith, you were there for that three game trip is essentially Seven of the next eight games for the Sixers, as we've talked about at the start of the trip uh, on the road with this pit stop here tonight in Philadelphia against the Chicago Bulls for these next two games, home and home series. And man, they've just been rolling. Uh, We've talked about it the last 45 games now. They're 35 and 10, which is the best record in the NBA. Currently on an NBA best eight game winning streak, six road games in a row. Joel Embiid won player of the week in the Eastern Conference last week. I'd imagine after the numbers that he put up this past week, he'll probably be the uh, guy once again by the time we find out later on on Monday. Since reinserting Tyrese Maxey in the starting lineup, he's averaging 26 points per game. James Harden is still basically averaging a double-double the way that he has been playing. Contributions all around from this basketball team, Keith. And they're hitting their stride, it seems, at the right time. Now, with 12 games to go, can they keep it going? The one part about it, as many people have talked about it, you have said it, I have said it, most have recognized it. This one seems different for this basketball team right now. They have a different look. So with that, there's no reason to really believe, as much as we looked at this March schedule going into April also, with three games, four games on the road, pardon me, uh, They just it seems like when they're stepping on the floor, they're going to win the game. Yeah, it does. I mean, there was a point 
in uh, Saturday's game. I was going to say yesterday, but there was a point in Saturday's game where I was looking at, like, uh-oh. In the beginning, I was like, uh-oh, it's over. Like, I mean, not over meaning, like, blowout, but I thought they were going to lose early because I felt like you didn't have James Harden. You didn't have yeah. uh, P.J. Tucker. You know, they got out there. There was a little lackadaisical. And- I think the score was 12-4. Yeah, about that. The next thing you know, they go out there and fourteen um, oh run. Yep, Doc calls a timeout, fourteen oh run, and then you're like, okay, maybe they have something here. And then you know the fact that Joel and B just turned it on. I mean, he was a quality facilitator. He's playing point center basically in the first half, and then in the third quarter, I believe what he scored like sixteen points. Yeah, he had fifteen points at half. He scored sixteen points in the third, and this dominated, took over. And they didn't even – the second game in a row that he scored over 30 without playing in the fourth quarter on back-to-back nights. So, yeah, when you see things like that, you have to say to yourself, like, this team is invincible. Joel looks unstoppable. Maxie looks like a a, a, a road assassin. You know, um, DeAnthony Melton is looking like the guy that he looked like before he was in the starting lineup talking about his plan at quality D. I mean, yeah, they look they look really good, D. They they look really D, really good right now. Uh the Melton part to your point, he has six steals in the game against Indiana on Saturday night in a um in a starting role for James Harden, finishing in double figures, one steal off of his career high of seven and two spectacular steals, one at the end of the first quarter, plucking former sixer TJ McConnell, who's really very good with the basketball, stole the ball from him, went the other way for a dunk to end the quarter. Same thing in the third where he also stole the ball and found a way the other way for a dunk. So really good play from him. I told you, I thought since he's going back to the bench, not as a starter, he was much, he's much more aggressive on offense and defense. His mindset is just where it needs to be, like it always is coming off the bench versus when he's a starter. As far as Embiid goes, 30 plus points in nine consecutive games, which is now a new franchise record passing as usual. Wilt Chamberlain and Allen Iverson, who uh, were both sitting at eight. Joel Embiid had done that before, but now he has surpassed that with nine plus. You know he's well aware of these things. So he's certainly, after getting off to the slow start, because Maxie had the hot hand, you saw some others contributing early, where he was able to still real, really turn it up to your point in that second quarter. And then in that third quarter, where he put up the 15 to get to the uh, 30 plus games, again, nine consecutive. So He's just on a roll, man, arguably playing some of his best basketball consecutively. And Keith, he had two block shots on on Saturday night against Indiana, but the previous two, he had four plus four block shots in those two games and helping lead to the win. And he's not only doing it on the offensive end, he's also still bringing it on the defensive end. Yeah, exactly right. He's still bringing on the defensive end. He had, you know, he had 10 blocks combined over – what the three game stretch and we're talking about blocking dunks, you know, doing a lot of other things. So yeah, they're challenging him. Yeah. yeah, he's challenging phenomenal. One thing that gets me, and I think that people need to um we all talk about how you know he's the he's gonna be the MVP. And again, if I have a vote, I'm a vote for him. I mean, the last several years I did have a vote. So you wonder like why would that, you know change you, know, you, you think it, you hope it wouldn't change right you should get a vote yeah you should get a vote but um yeah he's going to be the guy i vote for but the thing that's tricky to me is like okay so he scored nine straight games of 
30 or more points. Well, he did eight last year and still didn't get MVP. So, like, the one thing is I know we always talk about front runner, front runner, front runner. And last year we were saying that too. But I get a little nervous because it's kind of sort of like we assume because we see how dominant he is that, yeah, he has to be the guy. But it's up to these people's opinions, you know, Mm -hmm. these other voters. So that's the tough part. But he's playing like the MVP. But to imagine that a guy had eight straight games of 30 or more points and didn't get MVP last year to me is crazy. And it scares me, alarms me a little bit about this year. But I think people get called out this year if they don't vote for him. If if they close out, listen, they're not going to win all 12. But if they close things out the right way and he continues to play and they're still in that top two, top three situation there, and if they even move up to number one, that's really going to be difficult to not give it to him. Um, then, I mean, how, how could you not? So – the head-to-head matchups too, Keith, are going to be big against Jokic uh, out there. I mean, pardon me, against Giannis and also against the Boston Celtics in that next game, Sunday and Tuesday in Milwaukee and then back here in Philadelphia for the Boston game on that Tuesday, which I think is April 2nd and April 4th. I think those are going to be real, really important games for him and Giannis for that matter as far as the MVP conversation goes by the end of the campaign. So should be a fun one, man. They're rolling. And one of the things that Doc Rivers talked about, Keith, was the professionalism that the way that they're winning these games. And I thought it was really, really important for him to say it that way. Well, we've questioned that before, why they're playing more professionally with these wins and picking up these W's the way that they are. What is different? We'll talk about it next right here. Locked on 76. Before we talk about that, I want to talk about prize picks, right? So prize picks is something that I really like. I think that y'all would, too. It's really interesting. So tonight, I'm going to take Luka Donish to score more than 25.6 points. LeBron James, you know, if he's coming back, I would probably say he would have more than 7.5 rebounds. Same thing with Kevin Durant. I would say that he would have less than 6.5 assists. And Steph Curry to have more than 3.5 three-pointers made, right? So here, this is how you do it. At prize pick, you pick two to six players, and if they will score more or less than their prize pick projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. Prize picks offers projections of any sport that you watch. That includes the NBA, NHL, MLB, NHL, PGA, golf, college football, and on and on. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. It's safe and fast withdrawal, currently operational in 30 states and Canada. So how do you do it? Download PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up today and play daily fantasy esports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Pick will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for your instant deposit matchup to $100.
Welcome back. You are locked on 76ers. When for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts is free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, after the 39-point victory over the Charlotte Hornets on Friday, first end of a back-to-back against the Indiana Pacers on Saturday, Doc Rivers called that one a professional victory. Oftentimes, when we've been around the Sixers, we've seen these games, even during this campaign, where they have dropped games that they shouldn't have against some of the uh, opponents that they had no business losing the game to. That said, uh, in this one, man, it was, you talked about it at first being a thought of, hey, this second night of a back-to-back against the Indiana Pacers, they didn't get in until 2 a.m., all of that. This one is one that's going to get away. But it was the Friday one that Doc Rivers really pointed out how that was a professional win understanding that the Charlotte Hornets are a 22-win team, one of the teams at the bottom of the conference and the entire NBA in terms of the standings. And you can look past them. You can look look ahead to the Indiana Pacers. They did not. And they hammered that team up by as much as 40-plus points in that game, walking away with a 39-point victory. Keith, what's different for them that's making them this professional team? And just to make sure we let the listeners and the viewers know, he also pointed out how someone like Daniel House, as an example, where he really pointed him out and highlighted him as getting a start for P.J. Tucker in the lineup on Saturday night. The next night had a professional approach to things because he wasn't getting the minutes that he thought early on. Now he's back in the rotation. When they call his number, he's ready to go. Professional win against Charlotte, professionalism by a veteran in the rotation. Uh, that just that just speaks to what's going on within that locker room where you have the right people, it seems, uh, on the team. Yeah. Let me say this before I get into professional and like when Doc said, yeah, when people were talking about it and they were talking about it like on TV and all that, I get it, that they didn't get in until two o'clock. I kind of chuckled because if it was at home, some of them dudes probably wouldn't have got in until two o'clock. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying like, guys, some of them play have late nights, right? Two o'clock. But now it's like, so to me, like when the flight, when the flight like leaves at probably 11, 12 or whatever, you leave the arena because you're not like, it was like 10 o'clock. The game was over, whatever. And then guys were leaving. Joel's always late. Last one, you know, so he gets to the plane late. So you get there, and then they get they land, they get there at two o'clock. And I'm thinking, like, okay, that's normal. Like, if you would have said we got in at six o'clock, then it's like, okay, then we got a problem. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not really buying that one because the thing is, on a back to back, they typically don't have morning shoot around, so they let them sleep and they have a meeting at three o'clock, sometimes two o'clock. And then they go whatever, you know what I mean? So that one, but I get it, but it, it sounds good, but I get it. In regards to the professionalism. Whatever they I, say. Yeah, I know. I wasn't but there. Just saying, like for some people, I, wasn't there. I just want people to know, like, that's the norm. Like when they do that, you know what I mean? That's about the norm. Sure. Yeah, so, that's why you're here to let yeah, everybody know. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they might get in one, two, whatever, but like, you got to assume if they board in the plane at the earliest, probably 11 o'clock at night, it's going to be late when you get in. Because then you got to get off the plane, get on the bus, do the whole nine, get to the hotel. Then you get your luggage, you know, all that. So um, here, here's the thing. I mean, I, I do get the professional thing. 
it's like a professional way, meaning like basically saying they handled their business. They did what they had to do when they got out there and um, get out, got out of uh, the, the said city and went to another one. So I, I do agree with that. I mean, it was a way that they played in the past. Like you said, they used to always play down to their opponent, no matter what. It was like they they would beat a good team one night and then they lose to a, a bad team the next. I mean, that was just 76ers um, identity, right? That's what they used to do all the time. Um, so I, I, I do like what he, what he said. I, I, I do. And I also think that, you know, in regards to Daniel House, I think that Doc is hyping him up, too, because he wants him to stay engaged, right? He wants him to know, like, hey, you know what? You It was times that we didn't play you, but I want to get it out there to the media just how important you are to this team, knowing that you're going to hear this and then you're going to stay engaged. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, Daniel House has played well in those minutes that he got in, that he got in and did stuff. I mean, I didn't know the guy could jump as high as he has been with the hops. And I do think that, you know, he could be a guy, what Doc's trying to do is get it to where he could be someone they can depend on him on certain stretches if need be in the postseason. Make him continue to be feel engaged, feel like he's a part of the team. But, you know, um, House has been playing phenomenally, though. He really has. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's and obviously he's a little bit older, but he still has a little bounce to him where he even had that dunk uh, on Andrew Nemhard that was called a, a charge. Ooh, it wasn't a charge. He was outside. Shit. He was that outside. Was crazy, wasn't it? But yeah. he got him, though. Yeah, he definitely got him. Uh, so, yeah, the contributions are all around, man. And uh, as we talk about the professionalism and the professional win, Oftentimes, we, the one guy who does take a lot of heat, Keith, is the head coach, Doc Rivers. And we've yeah. got to give him credit for the job that he has done with his rotations. When guys have missed, he has pressed the right buttons to put the right people in place to have these guys ready to go and ready to play. When we hear, when we see certain things happening on the floor, the one thing is always said is, how is Doc Rivers not having these guys ready? Well, yeah. they're winning. He seems to have a part in this. He has his guys ready. I agree 100. Okay. Well, on the other side, Chicago Bulls, front end of a home and home. We give our keys to the uh, game tonight as the Sixers will also host Keith, the 82-83-76ers. They're going to honor the uh, championship team 40 years, man, since the last championship. Will this team change that? Yeah, Dave, a shame you weren't even born back then. <laughs> I was, yeah. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't. I just, I didn't know what was going on but yeah i was around but yeah i, I, I like those guys love to know the whole story all of that stuff it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun we'll get to them on the other side right here on locked on 76ers but first i gotta tell you about the all new nissan most electric player of the week i'll tell you about the nissan in a second but the most electric player of the week is brought to you by the all new all electric 2023 nissan aria Yes, the identity there for the 76ers has to be Joel Embiid. And how can I not give it to him after another week where he is dominating the competition? 36 points a a game last week. I would imagine he's going to get the award again this week for the all-new Nissan Most Electric Player of the Week. And again, brought to you by the All-Electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Uh, The players, he's been 
he has been fantastic, both on the inside, the outside, his defensive presence on the other end, making the, the opponents change how they're really attacking the basket. He has had his fingerprints all over the game, and he's only played three quarters in the last two games and still being able to put up these huge numbers against the opponent. So it's very easy for me to choose Joel Embiid as the Nissan most electric player of the week. That's why I'm giving it to him. Uh, the Aria, when we speak about how it's brilliantly fierce, that is Joel Embiid. Elegant. We've seen his footwork and how he's been able to do that stuff on the floor and with his touch, the power that we want to see him using on the inside, on the low block, and the overall total package that he is, of course, makes me think of that 2023 Nissan Aria. It delivers on quality, combination of fierceness and elegance, beautiful but strong, just like Joel Embiid, the perfect SUV crossover. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV, the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. I also need to tell you about another thing that's going on in this month of March, and that is Built Bar March Madness. That's right. The bracket is here. I'm sure it's already busted with all these teams, the underdogs winning, the surprises that have been there. We know you have your favorite bar or puff. So now it's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You'll know I'll be voting for, as it stands right now, I'm probably leaning more towards the way Michigan State is playing. I like what they're doing, and I like what Creighton did also. So a few teams that I like in there. And if you want, you know, the 76ers, in this case, where we talk about them in the I'm pro side. and Going we fairly some... Dickerson, sorry. <laughs> oh, you want to go fairly Dickerson? Let's go with them to win. Then you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar or puff like fairly Dickerson. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built. You'll love these. Not only that, one locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to built to have built best bars of puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. How about that? Monthly. Yeah, get that for the whole year, 12 months. You got to try it. Built, built the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. You won't think they're good for you, but they are. What makes Built's bars so and puffs so good? Well, for starters, they are all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. You heard me correctly, real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop on in and support your pick. A lot of busted brackets out there, right, Keith? Yeah, mine is messed up, dude. Like, I I had Kansas winning it during the repeat. And, uh, yeah, that didn't work out so well. And who else lost that I had? Arizona lost. Yeah, I had them going to the Sweet 16. Mm -hmm. um, I had... Uh, Purdue, don't ask me why I picked Purdue, man. Purdue's like a fraud, dude. That's a fraud team. Yes, like, they are. They yeah. get exposed. And, like, and it was funny because I picked them because I'm listening to people, like, and then I'm watching this game. I'm like, hey, this dude, this team, mm -hmm. this team, oh, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. That's what March is all about, man. That's what the madness is all about. March sadness. <laughs> For some. For yeah, some. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, man, Chicago comes in tonight 33 and 37. They won their last two 
Um, they made a bit of a change where Patrick Beverly is their starting point guard. They picked him up on the uh, buyout market for the veterans. He has added a, diff a different type of spark to that team. They're 10th in the Eastern Conference, so they're in the play-in tournament as it stands right now. They're just ahead uh, of a couple of teams there for the uh, 10th spot, and they're trying to move themselves up. So, Keith, the Sixers have had their way with the Chicago Bulls, but I think it's more about the Sixers now, like we've talked about before, where it's not even about the opponent. They're the better team. It's just about going out there and knocking the team down that's across from you. So how do you look at this one? How you see this one playing out? What do you need to see tonight? Honestly, I'm a little concerned about this one. Mm. Yeah, I am. I mean, just because of DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. Like I look at that one, I look at I look at this one, and it could possibly have the same potential. And he went off last time, Zach Levine. For oh yeah, what, oh 40, man, he was plus. Yeah, yeah, it was like he was killing them. But you know, he, it, it, he, it also, he hit like eight threes or something. Right? Yeah, 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 it was crazy. It was just like that. He was like, yo, like, can they please make an adjustment? <laughs> like, but I think he was just that much better. So it didn't matter what they were doing. Instead of just try to take him out, and that wouldn't go well. Like, you know, fight and all that. No, I don't do that. But 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 here's the thing. Um, I look at these two guards, and I I mean, well, one um DeMar is a, a small forward, but he's actually a guard to me, right? Um, but I look at those two, and I just think like it's gonna be a tough matchup. And I and cause it reminds me of now again, it's not the, the Kyrie and, and Luca were both point guards, ball dominant type of guys, whatever. Well, Kyrie's not really, but you know, it's like they're two guys who can, you know, get do whatever they want. And I look at these two guys and I'm like a little nervous. Now, again, this is a great test for the Sixers, especially their starting backcourt. So we can see what they look like. You know what I mean? Like this, they're probably going to get this is probably the last time that they'll face a pair of guards. Well, golden state, but I was, after that, this is it. The pair of guards is going to be this explosive, right? You um, outside. And th I mean, this one didn't go say, so I'm, I'm kind of like intrigued, excited to see, but at the same time, a little, I'm a little concerned if I'm, if I would be, I would be a little concerned if I was a Sixers coach, because all it takes is these, one of these guys to get hot and it could be a rough night for the Sixers. It could be, but it's a test. It is a test. Uh, I'll add to that. Well, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Certainly a better basketball team. And I still believe that they, they'll they win one of these two games. And here's my here's my reasoning behind it. The whole part of what Doc Rivers was talking about, where this is basically a laundry visit to home, because they're going to be home for uh, this, this Sunday today, uh, last night, pardon, yesterday. And Monday, then they're leaving on Tuesday to play them again on Wednesday on the road for the four game series that they have. So I think that if something were to happen to your point, it's because also because of the guard play, but also because of the whole thing of coming home for one game and then you're right back on the road. And that's something that you could see them kind of looking ahead to looking past this one, knowing they have to re uh, get things back together and uh for for um their game on wednesday in chicago to start off the four game trip with denver phoenix and um uh what's the last one that they have is oh, it, is that, no so 
okay, so uh, okay, so Chicago, Chicago, then 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 it's Golden State, Golden State, Denver, then it's Phoenix, and then it's Denver. Yeah, right. So they may look past you know this one, even though they're home and they get to sleep in their own beds and all that. They'll they'll drop one of these two, I think, be, between these this this uh series with the Chicago Bulls. So it's gonna be a tough one. But as, we, as we've talked about these professional wins and these mental wins that they've had. Uh, winning these over these teams this is to your point a true test to see how they handle this situation a a eight game stretch where seven are on the road and one at home and this is the the one to come home I could see a slip up and and I wouldn't be upset based on how we see it play out but I wouldn't be upset if that happened knowing that this is a, a tough deal in general so that that's that's it for me uh, let's see if James Harden comes back. So that'd be a good thing. Joel Embiid is on a roll. He's probably going to get his 30. And then you have the P.J. Tucker piece that we're just waiting to find out if he's going to be able to play since he was out on Saturday and he was still listed as questionable with the uh, ankle injury that he was uh, uh, nursing right now for this game against the Chicago Bulls. So that'll do it for us, man. They, they've given us a lot to talk about, and we certainly hope that they continue to do uh, just that. Well, we got to thank everybody for uh, checking us out and listening here on the podcast. We thank you for making Locked On 76ers your, uh, you know, first listen every day, as always. And we uh, now we'll talk to you tomorrow for the Sixers post game, I guess, if you will, and recapping the game with the Bulls. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA, Locked On Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, can you let the good folks know uh, where they can find us? Yeah, wherever wherever you can get your podcast, um, wherever you get your podcast, you can definitely get this podcast too. Like Adeem said, free and available. Also, you can make sure you check, definitely make sure you check my man D out tonight from 6 to midnight on 97.5 FM, um, right? It's going to be the pre to post game show. We got a lot to talk about. It's going to be a special night tonight, y'all. I'm telling you. So make sure you tune in um, and, and and listen to D. But also follow him on Twitter at DevonG975. I mean, not only will you get caught up with his information on his show and all that other stuff, but he's a great follow. So make sure you you know you follow him. DevonG975 on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. You can read my work in the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer. Peace. All right, man. Well, listen, make sure you read Keith at Inquirer.com. Check me out tonight, 6 to midnight. There's a lot going on. A lot going on with the Sixers. 82-83 squad back in town. So we'll see how that goes. Mo Cheeks on the bench there with the Bulls. Keith, have a great one. Everybody all out there, thank you for listening and watching. We'll talk to you tomorrow following Sixers Bulls. Appreciate it. Peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. 
When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.